<laughs> so you guys have been how long have you guys been game devving? If that's a Seven term. years, huh? Did we did did game we ever did we ever really game dev? No. <laughs> nah, man. Nah, which is which is pools? Which is pools on a big playground? I guess. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, it's a big. It's definitely a big playground. Um, so, like, what was your is? Um, so, was Resolution your first game, or like your first official, or was it just like your first project? Period. No, man. It was. I, it I was, guess it was. Tell me a story. First, it was the first in everything, most probably. Yeah. Oh, good. You can I tell mean, the story. Tell the resolution story. One of you guys tell me a story. I got coffee. Yeah, I'm, that, I'm good. We, we, yeah, oh, we here for the story. Coffee is actually the introduction to resolution or the entry point. Cheers. I have coffee too. Actually, Co actually, it coffee is, is actually the way. It is. I mean, I mean, there, there's really a story, mm -hmm. and I think I've told this here and there um, over the years, and I think it must have been at least seven years ago or something on these lines when we started to. Uh, to double with the idea of creating a video game and the kind of story was really funny at least from yeah not not just from my point of view i guess um at that time i was running my company um and and richie was doing his phd in physics and 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 we were both quite interested in indie game development i think it was a time when when like bastion hit and super meat boy and uh, limbo and, and all playing, this kind not, of, not development just playing not development, right they basically yeah we were just playing it but all these kind of indie gems that that became so ridiculously popular they mostly hit the market within i think one or two years and and of course we like the idea because because we've been gaming nerds from the 80s obviously to to do to do a video game on our own eventually but you know looking into the amount of work it needs all this kind of artwork coding world building storytelling all this kind of madness that has to go into a video game was way over our heads so we're like no this is like this is too crazy um and then richie was basically in his last stretch of the of the uh physics phd and i guess he was bored so eventually he started to tinker with the game engine which was godot at that time in a, in a very early build obviously um and he asked me eventually, hey, Gunny, I've, I have this kind of black dot who is like moving over the screen. Would you like to participate and draw something? And I was like, man, I'm, I'm not getting into this. I, that, that's crazy, man. It's like, you will not get anywhere with it. So, and I'm not wasting my time. So, and I think like a month later or something like that, his, his, his uh, little black dot was able to move, to move, I think through walls and through doors or something like that, or like, like bounce off walls and move through doors that he tried to convince me again. And I was still out of it. And I think another few weeks later, the little dot had changed into like, I think like a final fantasy kind of character who was basically able to move and had like a little sword that did this, <laughs> nothing more. And like, I think like two enemies, I think one was shooting, shooting bullets and the other one, at least there was some collision, right? And some, some kind of health management. And I was still not convinced And I think it took him like something around two to three months or something like that, eventually came out and said, Guni, I really have the full deal right now. I have a little character who can walk in eight directions. He can walk uh, through doors and be blocked by walls. I have two enemies and my character can hit with the sword and can do magic. And he got me with magic. That was basically the moment where I decided, <laughs> okay, fuck it. I just, I just go in and try to create some graphics and come up with something that would be would be worthwhile. And then we started this kind of wild game journey that 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 is so weird in, in hindsight because because we had no freaking idea what we were doing no experience whatsoever no no previous um connection to the industry whatsoever we just jumped in to try to muggle our way around and try to make some kind of progress and from there it's kind of kind of tidy idea started i mean initially we just wanted to make one level that's it and from one level it grew to something like four levels and then eventually we had this kind of massive crazy project at our hands that just 
just was not able to stop it. This kind of train kept moving and moving and moving and became crazier and bigger and bigger. And I guess like five years later, resolution was done. That was basically the idea. And the oh, nice. Journey. So which one of you handles the code and which one handles the art? And I handle I handle the code. Kuni handles the artwork. The, we do all the game design more or less together. And we have this... Uh, this friend of ours, Gerd Wolf, who handles the music, who is just a fucking magician, uh, it probably the our. The, yeah, he's he's the, he's the wizard. He's the he's the soul I mean, of everything. I mean, up to today, I up to today, we, we just have the feeling that everybody just plays resolution for the music. I mean, who cares about the characters <laughs> and the art and everything? So it's like everybody says, I want to hear more of these kind of tunes. <laughs> Fuck the rest. Uh, <laughs> I, I, have I, have, I have three of of the resolution songs on my. Uh, music to program to list on YouTube. Which, so, which one? Which, which one? Uh, I have fight, fight the parasite, yeah. um, which is just I don't know, that that song is just phenomenal. It's just amazing. Um, I have resolution, which I guess that's the first one on the soundtrack. Um, and I've got another one, but I cannot recall the name of it. Let me see. Actually, I think I got it up here. Um, sanctuary below the flooded shafts. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, all of them are 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 fantastic. Like it's ridiculous, they're right? Just, they're great, yeah. That guy's even really to the good. even even to the point today. This is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, <clears throat> I, I'm just... curious. Did did the soundtrack outsell the game? No. No. no actually, no. not. Oh, okay. No, actually not. By That's... far not. So it's really weird. Like I guess, I guess it runs under the uh, this kind of hidden gem thingy. You know, like that mm. uh, that nobody, nobody, barely anybody knows about it. Mm. Yeah. So, but you know, that's also true for a game that is so massively misspelled that nobody can find it in Google. So, <laughs> <laughs> where did the uh, where did the the name come from? Who came up with that stupid it's, idea? This bright idea. Holy was that... crap! I think I think I'd say I say it's Richie's fault, right? I mean, no. I totally have to, to put blame <laughs> on him. Now we take it. We take it a shitload. I mean, obviously, you know, finding the good name for your first video game that you work on so long—that's a freaking hassle, man. You mm. try to turn every stone. Um, I think eventually we we settled with resolution because it had so many of the kind of aspect uh, that that we incorporated to the game. First of all, the kind of three let's say spirits, right? Red, green, and blue. That's obviously the kind of pixels on the computer or the kind of kind of a color model or RGB. <laughs> so, you know, like that is obviously very closely tied to resolution. And then I think the kind of story tells the story of Valor and while you play the game, um, Valor in the beginning is just this kind of faceless character. You know, he's just a, just a, let's say, boring hack and slash cyborg whatever guy who's just like killing stuff you know there's nothing behind it and as you progress you know like the kind of story zooms out step and step and step and step and you know the the metaphor that i really like so much is that the resolution increases right you you yeah. understand more and more what's going on and and maybe not right and, and the more resolution you get the more you zoom out the more complex and complicated it gets and also his motives change step by step by step because the resolution increases so we Decided the resolution is a pretty cool name, and then we tinkered with all these kind of variants like the dark resolution and and you know like Valor's resolution and uh, resolution of alibi. You know, it's kind of how you can you permutate this? What what can you move this into? And just nothing clicked, but the word resolution stuck along, and eventually Rich was like, "Man, we have to make this special." And then there was this kind of thing in the game already that alibi, the kind of little AI character, um, like from the lore perspective. 
her real name is basically Alibi 2. But, you know, I didn't like writing Alibi 2 because it looked really weird. So I, I just mm. changed the last I into this kind of Roman 2, right? Kind mm. of I-I. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I really liked this. And it felt like, it felt like a cool... It felt like a cool way of uh, of um, mis. <laughs> yo, yo, as unprofessional as it gets, I love it, right? <laughs> I am gonna turn my uh, volume off. <laughs> that and yeah, you know, at the end, at the end, I really like this kind of uh, what is it like, like, like decipher thing, you know, maybe like a code hiccup, whatever. And so we took this kind mm -hmm. of alibi I two thing into resolution. And yeah. uh, you know, we liked it. Almost everybody hated it, but you know that's that's indie game dev. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's our story. Screw you. We, we, right, we, right, learned, from, exactly. we learned from that mistake. <laughs> we definitely learned from that mistake. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I think uh, I was gonna say I think the title of your second game is actually a lot easier to find in Google. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's <laughs> the learning. That was the main learning. That was the main learning. <laughs> Come, come up with a better name. Come up with a name that can actually be Google. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Anyways, what's, what's, what's your story, Andrew? What's your story? Uh, what's my why, story? Why are, you, why are you running a, a, a game dev podcast? Uh, I'm just running a podcast, really. Um, I, I talk to developers from all over the place. So, all right. Um, in fact, I, I just talked to a guy. I think he was from the UK. Um, and then before that, I talked to another guy in uh, Australia. He and I talked a little bit about game dev. I've known him for mm, going on like nine or 10 years. I think we met on a construct two forum <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> I had a buggy project and he, he helped me fix it. Um, I've been interested in game dev pretty much my whole life, but uh, what's, I your always, what's your background? Um, I, I have a weird background. So I, you know, I've done all <laughs> kinds of things. Uh, for work, um, I've I've never coded for work, but I've um, I've done all kinds of crap. Um, I recently went through an Elixir bootcamp, um, Elixir and Phoenix. What is that? Um, it's a it, Elixir is a uh, it's a programming language. Um, it's uh, I'm drawing blank now. Anyway, yeah, it's a programming language and a web framework. Um, I see. So I went through that, uh, like the last, um, I think I started that in last year, like toward the end of the year, I went through a beta and then I went through the first cohort. Um, and I mean, like I said, I've always been interested in game dev. So anytime I try, I try to learn a new language, I look to see, you know, what sort of game frameworks or engines are for it. Uh, it's just like a Let's really see. bad habit. <laughs> So you're you're, you mean, you're 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 the tinker you're the tinker type. I'm I'm like, the tinker type. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Throw me some been, Legos or tinker toys or programming languages. Yeah. <laughs> Have you been dabbling with with game dev at all, or just like? Yeah. Um. Here and there. Um. I actually started dabbling again. Um. Playing with Defold and uh, and G Develop a little bit. Um. I've got a seven year old, so I'm trying to get him, kind of you know Maybe. more interested in that side of things. Make me some money, kick. Make me some money, kick. Exactly. You know, if I can, if I can get him into game dev, you know, maybe uh, in the next ten years or so, he'll be supporting me. So, <laughs> no. Um, but uh, yeah, I've just, I've just always had an interest. Um, I've been following Godot since its early, early days. 
Um, and I was actually going to ask, what version of Godot were you using when you first started? I don't, I don't remember properly anymore, but it was something with a one in front. It was something 1.7 or so, or 1.9. Okay. And uh, after a couple yeah. of months, this uh, the, the 2.0 version, or and quickly mm -hmm. afterwards. So I remember that most of resolution, or at least not most, but at least the, the first couple of years, we used uh, the whole uh, two point something branch, and then. The 3.0 came out, I think, a year before we released released resolution or something like that. So I remember that it took me a long time to port the whole thing over onto the three the three point zero branch because they changed a shitload of stuff back in the day. Yeah, um, yeah. So no, yeah, but no I think LTS branch. <laughs> yeah, totally not. So the whole I, I remember it dude struggling through the whole thing, especially because they changed all the audio notes uh, and things like that, uh, which were a pain because I just had to manually rebuild more or less all entities uh, because every entity was or a, a ton a ton of entities because they were all using their own uh, audio players and they fully changed the whole audio system thingy how that worked. Um, I think we released resolution with three point three when Lila was yeah, yeah I remember. With yeah, 3.5, so the, the, the technical changes then for the second game were kind of totally minor. But yeah, good, good times. <laughs> How about you? What was your, what was your first, first, uh, first good um, background? Man, I probably didn't, I don't know. I like, I, I kind of just kind of toyed with it. I didn't really get very far, you know, tried to learn it here and there. Um, uh, I think. <laughs> Where the last time I really was talking to you guys um, on the on Discord, I was probably that was probably the last time I really dabbled a bunch in Godot. Um, you know, I had some family stuff happen. Had you know, one of my brothers passed away, and uh, so I kind of like stepped away from game dev for a good while. But um, as as most things do, you know, they come back. <laughs> <laughs> the bug has bit me again. Um, so I'm back to, uh, kind of playing around a little bit, but, um, I've, you know, I've got some, I've got some ideas, some game ideas. Um, I've always, I've written stuff. So I've written a couple of, um, un, uh, unpublished novels. Um, and, uh, you know, I make pixel art and stuff like that. So, um, I think I'm. Sounds like a point and click coming, coming, uh, coming, 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 coming up. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, I'm kind of thinking I might do some sort of platformer, um, but I'm not 100% sure yet. I've got an idea for one. Actually, I have a couple ideas for one. Um, but I played this game a while back. I can't remember the name of it, but it was sort of, it was almost like a dead space, but 2D. And then. Well, I'm, 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 I'm sold already. Do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess the, de the developers never finished it. They just, I don't know, they, they made it about halfway. They released it, but they didn't finish it. Um, yeah. So I was thinking it, it might be cool to make something similar, but um, more pixel art. I think their art was very kind of, um, you know, sort of like SVG stuff. Very, very clean, very, you know, pristine. I like I like muddy pixels. Yeah, I'm better. <laughs> we don't. We, we don't want to clean the clean stuff as well. 
Yeah, I mean, it looks so mobile. It always looks like a mobile game if you do stuff like that, which kind of feels cheap, although it isn't. It's, yeah. it's weird. It's weird. Our, our brains are uh, uh, heavily biased. I, I totally don't get it. I don't get why people with, with, with a clean SVG kind of style look always feel cheap. Maybe probably, mm -hmm. probably because of the hand with the mobile stuff. Because all, all, yeah. a lot of mobile games use this kind of look mm -hmm. and and mostly suck. They're really, yeah. really, really good mobile games out there. So yeah, that's probably some sort of weird bias. I mean, it, it's it's probably they probably use that because it, on a on a smaller screen it looks better. Maybe you know, <clears throat> you know when you're dealing with something like you know it's only that big. For, you know, you throw pixels on there and it looks really tiny. Um, so I don't know. I'm, maybe that's part of it. But making a desktop game with that just kind of doesn't. I don't know. I don't like it. I mean, there's also <laughs> there's also probably this kind of component that that SVG always feels like like you're looking at a I don't know man at, at, at some kind of geometry. It just feels like way mm -hmm. too technical because like, there's yeah. no real feeling in it, right? I mean, it's like, <clears throat> it's like perfectly placed and this kind of circle is going perfectly and aligned perfectly with everything and you know, there's just a feeling to it. You know, not this kind of chaos that we are looking for uh, when when you know playing video games or generally games in any shape right. or form yeah i, I yeah. definitely prefer the pixels for sure <laughs> i mean or maybe or okay. maybe we're just old maybe we're just yes old. yes that's yes it. i want to say that man you I know mean, like, we're right. just old man richie richie uh, said richie said like what we what we brainstormed about you know how to how to do like a little banner for resolution and what what, what should the kind of steam assets look like he said like man i'm always falling for these uh these pixel pixel looks you know like if, if, if the banner looks like a pixel game then i at least click on it right and i was like yeah this is most certainly that we've been growing up in the 80s and remember the kind of nes the little nes cartridges where, where they were yeah. literally like like zoomed up uh zoomed up pixels on it you know like kind of mario i think was it like hitting the block or something like that and, yeah you know yeah. they just put like pixel out on these kind of boxes we're like it's just probably because we're freaking old I mean, pretty much all I got to do is put Mario hitting a block on just about every game, and I would click on it. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Have, you, have, you seen, have, you seen the, have you seen the movie? Yeah, yeah. The movie's really fun. Did you like it? it yeah, fuck awesome. yeah, man. It was so good. I mean, it was so good. I mean, it was so... I'm... go ahead, Dottie. It was just such this this awesome awesome mixture between uh, fan service and, and 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 just feel good thingy. It was just like no deep message, no nothing. It was just feel good from the from from the start. I had such a yeah. Blast. It was so yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, exactly right. My my son, it was weird because my you know my son uh, he grew up playing Mario games, you know and. Did you make him or did you want to? I forced him. Totally forced him. <laughs> good, good man. Good, good, good man. dad. Good dad. <laughs> good dad. Uh, we, we played a ton of Mario Kart and, um, you know, just different Mario games. And But he didn't want to watch the movie when it came out. And now he watches it all the time. <laughs> uh, it was, it was well, kind of weird. We're like, hey, you want to watch Mario? And, nah. Like, nah. What's wrong with you? Didn't I raise you right? Didn't you brainwash <laughs> it properly? I didn't do a good enough job. Back in the tank. <laughs> I mean, no, seriously, man, with, with all these, with all the shitty, shitty movies that have been, have been dumped on us over all these kind of years, I was really, I was really hoping. I mean, uh, or another way, how, 
how high are the chances that that after so many horrible video game movies, one comes along that is you know like that is just good? I was certainly not expecting it at all anymore, and then particularly. What Mario are you talking about? Really... We had we had we had the Mortal Kombat movie twenty years ago. <laughs> okay, okay. Fair, enough. fair enough. You know what? Apart from that, you know, like was, Mortal Kombat two, horrible Street Fighter. Was the Mortal Kombat movie good? I can't remember. I I'm, I'm not really sure if good is the right word, but it definitely kicked kicked back in the day. <laughs> and man, they are still. I don't know if you if you if you check that out, but um. They are still using that awesome tune for the for the modern Mortal Kombat movies uh, yeah. uh, game. So the, yeah. the, 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 this nice. new one, did you did you check it or did you did you kind of follow the the new one, the, the Mortal the Kombat? The new game? One? No, I haven't. I haven't. Um, so they, I've, they, I mean, they I've do, seen bits, but not much. What, Sorry. What, to what totally blows me away is that they, are, or at least for the last couple of uh, Mortal Kombat games, they do this awesome thing where they kind of create a whatever four hours movie in in in-game graphics and then it plays this whole for the campaign it plays this movie and from time to time the movie jumps into the kind of fighting perspective then you fight with the with the changing character every time and then oh, it jumps man. back into the movie it's so mad and the new one is is the the the, the, the level of quality is so wild but then again, they're still using this cool track from the from 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 the nineties for all of those games. It's awesome! It's so awesome. If you guys put "Fight Fight the Parasite" in every game, I would play it. I don't even care. There you go. There you go. I mean, that's only worth it because you probably make fifteen bucks off uh, Andrew all the time. You know, Richie. Every time. Like I every see time. it, I buy it. Oh, it's got that song. I'm, I'm in. <laughs> Just put it in the trailer. I'm good. Mm. <laughs> oh man yeah looking looking uh, at the looking at the 80s and all these kind of things you know um that's some that, that's something that we've also been tinkering okay. the idea of you know like um would it would we be interested to do a game that is not pixel art right um no no i don't know i don't no. know I, I i'd say i'd say we might try but it would certainly feel wrong for the most part and you know that's probably just because because of uh, we've been growing up with these kind of games right it just these these things feel like games right if it has pixels mm -hmm. it's a game everything else is you know could be gamey-ish but not not that much right but i guess this is this is massively changing yeah um are you guys planning on expanding monolith of mines you know, like hire on people or, um, you know, another artist yeah. maybe. Only, only, only if our <laughs> games make enough money to to hire people. But, uh, depends, depends, depends on on what what uh, what uh, monthly income you are aiming for. <laughs> uh, did um did it generate enough for you guys to work full time, or you you both still have to still do it? No, no, by far, no, by far, no, by far not. not by far not. Not yet. I mean, most, resolution. Mostly, it mostly generated a shitload of fun. That's what it, what yeah, it I mean, generated. Honestly, there's nothing wrong with that. Not at all. <laughs> a side income, a lot Not of fun. <laughs> I mean, I mean, probably indie devs always debate this kind of thing, like, like, uh, what a success at the gaming gaming industry, right? I mean, then most right. people measure success if you make at least enough money to continue doing this as a full time job. But I'd say it's probably the similar thing that you can also choose in, in every kind of other art form, right? You can basically choose, like, do I really want to go for the money? Then I do have to load, make a shitload of compromises and, you know, like, work my whole life around it to a certain extent. Or you go the kind of, what you basically just said, the kind of fun route and do whatever you want to do, like, like in the kind of realm, how you want to do these kind of things. And for us, it was pretty clear quite early on that uh, 
that the gaming world is if you really want to if you really want to be a full-time indie dev then you have to be freaking lucky and i mean really freaking lucky but also mm. like way too many compromises man you have to tinker with all these kind of numbers and play all these kind of weird games and basically be on top of all these kind of social media bullshit things all the time and you know like we are clearly not the marketing guys not even not even to a little bit like, we actually hate this kind of stuff and i yeah, guess yeah. i guess it become pretty clear to us that that monolith of minds is this is at the core the idea that humans love to do wild shit together right and so mm. people have been coming coming on and off of the kind of project i mean of course we did the the heavy load of 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 the two games and the not, not even the novel, right? Because we also have a novel, which the heavy load was done by Brad Buckmaster. We just did a little bit of guidance and artwork and bits and pieces around it and so on. And we always like the idea that that people just come together and do do stuff that they like to do together. Particularly with, with Resolution, there are quite a bunch of people who just contributed little bits and pieces all over the place, right? I mean, that was one of the kind of cooler things. Um, and... I guess I guess a lot of the kind of fun came from that, right? That you just do what you need to do without the kind of compromises and, and strategic decisions or something on these lines. So no, Monolith of Minds, and I, I mean, Richie and I were pretty clear about that. We won't change this in the near future. Monolith of Minds is basically this kind of conglomerate of ideas that play around in the stories from the Red Code universe. That's our universe that we that we created, and even to the point where. If you want to come in and, and, and just use some characters and try to tell a little story within this kind of universe, we'd be totally open for that, right? This is just, this should be, this this already feels like it. It should always feel like this kind of organic thing. You know, like if people come in, they can take a part of it and move it along and make something from it um, and then bounce off and do something else again. You know, it's just got kind of a very open door kind of <coughs> idea behind it. Does that make sense or does it, it just sounded like weird rumbling from an old German dude? <laughs> I mean... It was a little bit of both weird rumbling good, and also good, made good. a lot of sense. Um, I was actually <laughs> going to ask you about about that because um, I guess AI plays a pretty p prominent part in your universe. Oh yeah, can you um, can you tell me a little bit about that and what um, what kind of prompted you to to include that or you know? Oh, dude, you really you really want to dive down the uh, the the rabbit hole? <laughs> I mean, we don't have to. I've got some other questions. You, you mentioned... Uh, all right, all right. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> What's your favorite food? What's your favorite food? And favorite food. Go. <laughs> and, when, and why when... is it pizza? <laughs> oh, no, but every German. Germans, for Germans, it's sauerkraut and bratwurst. If you don't have pizza as your German food, then you're not a German. Okay, out of, out of Beer out of and debate. sauerkraut and... Pretzels, pretzels, of pretzels, course. Weisswurst, Weisswurst. Uh, did you guys invent pretzels? Um, I mean, did you? Did you? What? What? Did you guys yes. invent pretzels? We also, we also invented hamburgers because there is a city in Germany called Hamburg, so we obviously oh. invented hamburgers, right? Obviously. I mean, how could it be? How could it be any any way else? Nah, I mean, have, you, have you been to? Have you been to Germany? Yeah. You know, no, I have not. I have. I haven't been outside the U.S. yet. Okay. Um. Because currently, currently the, the famous Oktoberfest is, 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 is raging on again, as, as usually every year. So uh, are, maybe. You, are you a beer drinker? I'm, not really, no. Yeah. <laughs> you? It's so also, weird. No, not really. What's your poison? What's your poison? <laughs> I, you know, if, if I ever do drink, it's usually a Corona with lime. But that happens so rarely that I don't, you know, I don't want to even really think about it. Once in a huge while, but not not very often. 
Well, that was amazing, man. Richie, Richie completely got you got you off the train with the AI stuff. Yeah, he did. He was like, "This guy's going into pizza. AI. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, derail him." This will this will probably be weird in the video, but do you want to see a really weird cat? Yeah. Check out the cat. Where? Can you see it? Where is it? <laughs> can you see it on the bed? <laughs> oh, oh, now I can. Yeah, 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 yeah. For a second, your screen uh, froze. <laughs> maybe maybe you can see it. It looks it lies it lies down like a human. It's so weird. Oh, it's a huge cat. Anyways, anyways, anyways. Just, it is okay, a huge cat. God damn it! It is a huge cat. You should put that in there. next game. <clears throat> well, well, the it's, the in, it's in there already. <laughs> Come on, man! I want to pick up on the AI shit. <laughs> it's like when oh, you he's trying to destroy you, not me. In, in, in resolution, <laughs> in resolution, in resolution, you can collect those those little cats. Did you did you come across those? Who, who do the, ah. the meowing? Meowing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we have five, five little hidden cats, and they do meowing. <laughs> and the meowing of those cats is actually are actually the sounds of our own cats. So yeah. Oh, that's guess, so funny. I guess they are in there. And for for Lila, the Garrett, uh, the the dude to distant. Did you? <laughs> okay, the cat. The cat shit usually usually gets gets out of hand. But did you going did you, sideways? Did you, eh? Did you play the 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 this the cat the cat uh, the the optional cat mini boss in Lila? No, not yet. Uh -uh. <laughs> okay, we have we have an optional cat mini boss, and he does, and there is a tr a track playing, and in the track, the more or less the instrument is a sample sound of Garrett's cat, <laughs> which is pretty cool. <laughs> That's hilarious. Check it out on Spotify if you have that. What is it like? Is it like the Cat's Luck song? Cat's yeah, Luck I don't, I don't, cats, I don't, I don't know, but cat stuff usually <laughs> gets out of hand pretty, pretty quickly. That's hilarious. <laughs> Anyways, um, we were talking about AI. Something about AI, yeah. So you've got like an AI thread through your, uh, through your games. Oh yeah, okay, man. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. I got I got distracted right. by an American and a German dude speaking about beer and pretzels. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So so like like when we when we when we dabbled with resolution in the beginning, that was like obviously seven years ago. And uh, and and what is what is called AI today was clearly not AI at that time. It was much more a scientific field, and we were like obsessed with it and really dug into it and really tried to you know read as much of it as possible and really get a good understanding of what it was, and. And um, it, even until today, I'd say, um, I mean, philosophically, I think there is no chance for an AI, even though like big companies yeah. try to sell us this shit all the time, all the time. Yeah. So basically, we picked yeah. up on this kind of threat that uh, that <clears throat> the the if there is like an algorithm or like an artificial intelligence, what what would be like its first kind of um, kind of version and. And funny enough, we, we came up with the idea that the first version would probably be some kind of entity that would constantly change the internet, like from a propaganda-wise side of things, right? Yeah. That you you just create an algorithm that is so freaking good that it will change like like all kind of information that you can look at or basically consume through, let's say, the internet or something similar, that they mm -hmm. would just basically control it in some Turn the idea like of some kind of higher power, right? Of. Exactly, yeah. like, a, like a massive propaganda machine controlling every kind of information that humans consume. And that was alibi. The idea of that yeah. that, entity, that that entity was basically alibi, this kind of every information controlling idea. Yeah, and then yeah. if you read a little bit into politics and, and, and you know, like, like systems and structures and whatever, you come over this kind of idea of propaganda all the time, all the time, all oh, the yeah. time, yeah. all the time. And it's so massive. Like, you know, like by today we know, like everything gets censored, everything gets changed. Information is just like yeah. one big, 
motherfucking kind of bullshit that you just have to <laughs> basically turn every kind of stone over and over it. You know, like by now, let's say most people who are somehow technically connected know that this is a thing. It's not just like a like a whatever kind of theory that we right. played constantly. And you know, like obviously seven years ago, this was this was clear to more or less almost every kind of information scientist that humanity has been tinkering with this. So our idea was like, what will happen if you take this idea of information changing algorithms or like let's say information changing ais and extrapolate it like a hundred years into the future and that is the baseline of the world of resolution right this kind of thing i mean at that time we didn't know that it would not take a hundred years but probably maybe 10 something on these lines so we're pretty much off with our time frame but that was the original idea why ai has been such a dramatic a kind of um kind of you know, like like it's, it's just kind of running threat like you said Right. And and I mean, at the at the counter side, we were thinking with the idea that, you know, every kind of force has an has an anti force or like an like an like an opposite force. Um, and and I mean, this is this is actually where where our idea started to slightly spiral out of controls, because when 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 the when let's say every kind of of information in, let's say, like a like a clear world is controlled by let's say a single entity that people have to figure out a different kind of system how to change ideas and have to change information so that was when we came up with this kind of dream world that you know like you have the kind of let's say real world this kind of cyborg cyber ai future um, um totalitarian system kind of side to it right and then you know we were like we, we need we need this kind of opposite to tell a cool dynamic story and then we create this kind of alternative world that is also like let's say a technological world but it's not connected through the web and fibers but more like 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 people dreaming right and these kind of ideas then started to continue and have this kind of eternal battle with each other oh interesting okay all right that was clear as mud no <laughs> yes <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> um so you guys think about ai a lot have you have you um so most most of what we have now is that everybody calls AI. I feel like it's not really. No, of course um, not. Like they're doing AI research, so maybe in that sense it's AI. But yeah, it's <clears throat> just really just text generation or image generation. Like it's not. I don't know that an actual AI is. I mean, I think we'll have systems that are much better assistance than they have ever been, but I don't think we're ever going to hit kind of a, you know, artificial intelligence where it operates independently without some, you know, with, without, um, guidelines or, he, you know, like heavily, uh, what's, what's the word I'm thinking of? Controlled. Yeah. Sorry, I mean, I mean, how do you... in the background? <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's fine, man. He, he, he's probably playing Super Mario. I mean, no, no, it's actually uh, it's school time for us for him, so he's he's actually we have... he's very angry. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure what he's... <laughs> I mean, I think to a certain extent, Richie, in my view, um, us, uh, we basically share the kind of same basis when it comes to AI theory. Um, but I think by now, um, we are diverging a little bit. So maybe Richie, you wanna wanna pick that up? Man, hard to say. So um, <clears throat> I have a lot, lot of thoughts on, on, on that topic. Um, but at least for now, in the present, I really like to tinker with that stuff a lot. I mean, that is, for, for me, it's insanely fascinating what, um, 
<clears throat> what the, the, the speed and the complexity that changed in the last couple of years, let's say three to five years quickly from like a big, big, um, uh, large, large data models to, to what we now perceive or, or sell as AI is, is insane that with the more or less with the, with the rise of graphics cards, um, suddenly the idea of creating intelligence programmatically moving over to creating some sort of intelligence just by pattern recognition opened a whole new field and we will prop and, and I think we are currently learning a shitload about how our mind actually works because it doesn't run on logic. It mostly runs on pattern recognition and yep, yep. At, least, at least from that side, the whole AI train, the current AI train for me is insanely fascinating because we learn a lot about ourselves and the outcome is, is really wild. Um, Maybe, so maybe let me let me let me add two cents to that. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, let me let me add two cents to that because uh, because I, I, so far I absolutely agree with Richie. But then then again, you know, like before you talk about intel artificial intelligence, you probably have to talk or define what is actually intelligence. And I mean, if you look into the literature, the kind of people are beating the crap out of each other about that kind of topic, right? Because it seems that yeah, from an, from a rational point of view, like like what our our um. Uh, Cerebral, no, what is it like? What is the kind of translation? What's the big part of our brain called? Um, I know the German one, but I, and I just can't pick up the English one right now. It doesn't matter. What? Oh, neocortex, Neo, neocortex, that is the one, neocortex, the kind of logical big chunk of our brain uh, is basically doing most of this kind of rational thinking. And from a rational point of view, I think we, we start to get quite an understanding of what intelligent actually is. But then it seems that humans are not running on only the rational part, but also massively on this kind of emotional <clears throat> part that maybe many sub layers below that. And when it comes to these kind of, let's say, intelligences, it becomes very, very wobbly, very sketchy what intelligence is and how they actually influence each other and what they mean. Right. You know, I was I remember when I was growing up, uh, parents used these kind of terms of there is school intelligence and then there's social intelligence. Obviously, they fall apart pretty quickly when you try to look at them through a social and uh, not, not a social, but a but a um, but a scientific lens. But I guess, but I guess that that also plays into this kind of big picture that that by now we are getting all this kind of rational intelligences sold as AI, but we cannot really compare it because every creature that is basically running over this kind of globe is not just one part of intelligence. So I'm pretty curious to see where this will be going into the future if we're actually able to crack a little bit more of these kind of layers beneath this kind of rational intelligence. But honestly. I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it because there's this kind of there's this kind of megalomaniac side to it, right? That 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 all this that 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 artificial intelligence is basically approached with this kind of arms race, right? As if as if there would be would be just money to be made. But the things like as soon as an intelligence becomes um, really sentient, or does it care about money? It will totally change the rules of the game. Totally, that's what what you know, like the the kind of literature called singularity. There's this kind of singular event as soon as this kind of thing becomes sentient. By then, it's much more capable than most humans that it will do whatever. Man, we have no freaking idea. That's why it's called singularity. But are you just aren't you just replacing one muddy word with another? Because what's sentient? What does sentient even mean? Are yeah, exactly. most people are most people running around nowadays? Are they really sentient? Or are, they just, or are they just pattern recognition <laughs> machines? Because, man, honestly, what's, what's your take, Andrew? What's your take? 
Uh, a little bit of both. I think we think we're sentient, and we are also pattern recognition machines. <laughs> well, are, you, are, you, are you sentient? <laughs> would you say you're sentient? Or even better, would you say you have a soul? I'm conscious. <laughs> uh, Where's I, the difference? Where's the difference? I, like, I think, I think we have souls. Um, you know, I thought, I thought a lot. Where this is going, man. Gotcha. I thought a lot gotcha. about souls. Um, no, but what's, what's your, what's your, what's your, what's your, what's your, what did you, what's your outcome? No, how do you say that? If you did, did you get to, did you get to, did you get to a point? Thinking about souls, I don't know that I actually landed on a, a point. Um, I, I definitely think we have them, um, but I also am not a hundred percent sure that we are in charge. So uh, it's one of these, you know. Like, um, but that's amazing, know, man. I mean, I mean, to a certain extent. Sorry for, for for jumping in there, but I love it, man. You know, what, what you're just trying to describe is basically the journey from resolution to Lila. Right, because the more you dabble with these kind of thoughts and what is intelligence and what is purpose and, mm -hmm. and, 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 and you know throw in a lot of other complex words, you you go from like a very scientific, rational side of things to let's say some kind of a well, you dabble more and more into the kind of spiritual and or religious realm, right? And there is this journey, and nobody who is really trying to dig in can really can really um, like like draw a clear line between these kind of two fields and they mash together more and more and more. And I think this is also what we really, or at least what I, from the kind of writing side of things, really try to explore with, with somewhere between Resolution and Lila. The Resolution starts, it's kind of a very technical game. Everything is about technology and 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 clarity and simplicity and science. And then there are this kind of more and more of these kind of, kind of spiritual themes basically dropping in. And it still ends with this kind of yeah. singularity side of things. But then Lila starts, you know, like with a little bit of technology or, or, or scientific side of things, but massive amounts of spiritual input and themes and, and whatever. And then it, you know, tries to take it to the end. And I'm not going to spoil this here, but uh, you know, I love <laughs> that. The more, the more you think about these kind of things, the more you try to write some kind of story out of it and, and make it, you, you can't take them apart anymore. They're mashed into each other, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the things, uh, so I wrote a, I wrote a short story, um, called uh, ghost mechanica a while back <coughs> for a, um, there was a contest. So I wrote it for a con a contest. Um, and it was about a mech pilot that crash lands on a planet. Oh, you said um, you sent me that a long time ago, right? Yeah. 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 Did yeah. yeah. Okay. Can I, can I spoil the ending or not? Yeah, that's cool. No, no, it, it, that was a really cool story, man. That was really cool. I really like that. So like, I've kind of always explored spirituality and, um, you know, along those lines in, in my writing. Um, the, the book that I wrote uh, covers a lot of, um, a lot of like spirituality and things like that in it. Um, even though it's, it's fiction, I kind of classified it as, <laughs> supernatural uh thrillers um you know it's, it's but um but yeah you know I, I i kind of like exploring those things but i also like exploring the i don't know the kind of line between m machine and man and uh and just kind of everything in between but that sounds um, amazing man is there is there an option for me to read it as well or at least for everybody yeah, who's listening yeah, here? i can i can um i mean i can send you a copy of the of the short story, I'm, I'm 
I'm debating on whether I want to submit the book to a publisher or just do another self-publish. Um, so I, I still kind of kicking it around. Haven't haven't fully decided on that, but um, hey, maybe maybe you want to join <laughs> maybe you want to join Monolith of Minds so if we publish it under the Monolith of Minds brand. Hey, there's an idea. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are the pros? What are the pros and cons of, uh, of, of of having a publisher in the in the book in the booking in the books realm? Oh, come on, Richie, you know how working the publisher turns out, man. You made your experiences. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know it from the game from the game dev perspective, but not from the from the book uh, from the from the writing writing so... perspective. So the, if you self-publish, obviously you get pretty much all the, all the proceeds, you know, um, but then you also have to do all the marketing and all that kind of stuff yourself, um, which is fine if, if that's kind of like going to hundred percent be your thing and, you know, you're going to spend a lot of time kind of developing an audience and things like that. Um, but I mean, as you know, with game dev, that can be difficult. Um, you know, to kind of get seen or heard or read. <laughs> and I think, I think for books, it's much harder to get read than oh, yeah. it is for a game to get played. Uh, everybody wants to pick up a game and, you know, uh, if they know about it, you know, they'll at least check it out. Most people won't, you know, you tell them you wrote a book, eh, whatever. <laughs> Unless it fits something like a genre and they are big readers, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. If you send it to a publisher, at least they'll handle the marketing and all that stuff. You probably get less proceeds, <laughs> might get more money up front. Um, so it just it's kind of like one of these things, you know, weigh the options. Um, so I, I've kind of just haven't pulled the trigger on either one, but I mean, I would still let you read it, like you know, if you guys if you want to check it out. Yeah, um, definitely. You, you guys said you, you you said you wrote a novel, didn't you? Did you write you wrote one together or? No, no, we, um, no, no, we, 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 we published, one. yeah, exactly. We published one, um, oh. that was written by Brad Buckmaster and, uh, he's, he's basically a friend of the Monolith of Minds team by now. Um, and he, I think he approached, approached us, you know, after resolution was out for let's say half a year or something on these lines. And he said he, mm. he loved the game. He loved the characters. He loved the universe. He, uh, he's a, he's a writer, particularly in the kind of military science fiction field. And he just wants to, wants to dabble with our world if it's okay and you know like we became friends pretty quickly and uh, talked about all these kind of ideas and i think it took him roughly roughly a year something on these lines to actually write this kind of this kind of novel um mm -hmm. and for us at least it was this kind of perfect conclusion to the to the um to to the 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 world that we have been set out so far right because by now we have like resolution which is like this kind of cyborg guy coming from the real world into the kind of dream world then we have yeah. Lila, which is like completely playing out in the in the dream world. It's basically the beginning of the dream world kind of story side of things. And then okay. we have this kind of novel, which plays exactly after Resolution ends in the real world, where this kind of battle cyborg basically beats the crap out of everybody that he beats. And Brett wrote the that. Cool, the, cool, the, cool idea, the cool idea, let me jump in here quickly. The cool idea of Brett was that he more or less... While while the resolution tells the story of a real world character Vela transitioning into the dream world, the book flips it around, and there's a character from the dream world which transitions into the real world. And yeah, man, here that was something. Oh, that's cool. Good yeah, basically that's he created awesome. he Good created stuff. our he created our super villain basically, right? Yeah. Totally. So eventually, <laughs> do you have that on the website or? Yeah, yeah, it's called Resolution Virus. That you can you can find it. Oh, Virus. Okay, answer. okay. I didn't realize that was a book. Okay, I get it. All right. It's it's a novel. I think it's something like like two hundred fifty pages, something on these lines. 
And I mean, yeah. for us, it was nice. it was basically an experiment that turned out wonderfully um, because because he just man he he just nailed it, man. I mean, obviously, you know, if someone tickers in your universe, right, you're like quite cautious. Is he getting it? You know, how he's putting these kind of ideas together? You know, will he? Will he just? Will he make it better or worse? Right? Will and he I mean, I think, will he butcher the characters? And he actually butchers the character, but in a good way, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> so in the end, in the end, I mean, we were we were we were massively impressed. I was reading this kind of book and laughing and shedding a few tears here and there because he just nailed it, man. He just got the whole feeling so so right and all the kind of mm. little details with barely any kind of editing or or feedback process, right? So he really got yeah. the world like one hundred percent. So that was a pretty cool experiment for us. So. Yeah, I mean, you're not selling a lot of books anyway, right? I mean, you're not making a lot of right. big money from 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 creating something something like that. But for total morons like us that still have no idea what they are doing, it's just beautiful that someone else was able to jump into our world and create his his own little art from it, right? I mean, that's cool, man. That's that's all you want as an artist, basically. Yeah, no, that's that's freaking awesome. Uh, I'm gonna pick that up and read it because I'm yeah. I'm a huge fan. Um, cool, man. The covers, cool. the covers, badass. I didn't realize that was a book. I was looking at the website, and I missed. That I, probably I missed means the that, part. We, that again, we fucked up our marketing. Hey, man, thanks for pointing that out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Probably this is like a marketing, your, marketing consult, uh, consulting yeah. session. I'll fix your marketing for you. <laughs> yeah, now, I mean, I mean, I mean, now we talked a bit about resolution, Lila, and a little bit of virus. Now, your your obvious question should be like, "What's next for you guys? When will you finally do resolution 2? <laughs> uh, I was going to ask what the, what your next game was, or if you're working on one already, or what's what's what are you guys doing right now? Oh God, uh, uh, I guess I guess not what not what most people would like to hear uh, on our on our server and somewhere else. Um, Oh, you're not working on anything, are you? Oh, yeah. Well, we we do, but it's not it's not resolution two. I mean, resolution oh, two. That's fine. Yeah, that's resolution fine. two was basically basically in the making. Um, because oh. we started with resolution two right after um, after we finished resolution one. Because you know, like we just wanted to create this kind of story. Yeah, we, yeah. We always we always knew that that right. Not always, but but very early on we. We decided that we wanted to have this kind of trilogy, and resolution was in the middle. And then we wanted to have resolution two as final, final, the kind of final thing. And then we wanted to have something like a prequel, right? And yeah. after resolution, we figured out, God damn it, man, two two noobs that had no idea what they are doing, going for this kind of five year, ten hour mm -hmm. kind of game thingy that was way over our head. You know, like resolution yeah. was very unstable code. We had to redo things over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. So, and when we jumped into resolution two, we quickly realized, man. Basically, we are not up for the task, you know, like we burned ourselves mostly to death while doing it. And, you know, it, it has been way too shaky ground. So how about we do a smaller game first and then we think it with another idea and this kind of idea, try to be something different and eventually realize, man, the idea that we're putting together is the perfect prequel. This is exactly what we want to do with the kind of prequel story, like like quite smaller, much more nicer, gamey-ish, um, not as heavy on, 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 on complex topics like AI, like I said earlier, politics, whatever, but just a smaller one. And then we basically did uh, did Lila Skyark from that. So apart from that, the ideas for Resolution 2, they are still in the drawer. So we do have we do have a big chunk of the story written. We have plenty of <coughs> concepts. We do have a really good idea about the kind of mechanics, what we want to do. But so far, the problem is that 
it just still feels way too big for us. I mean, it, it just doesn't feel like a two-man project, right? I mean, and then right. scaling it down in your head is probably something that eventually might happen for sure. But I, we have no idea when and how it will happen. So yeah, that's 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 resolution two for the moment. It's it's funny that you what did you say a eight to ten hour game? Resolution, yeah, it's probably something these lines. Okay, and you're saying that uh, that two it would be just as big or or well, probably bigger? bigger, probably probably okay, okay. probably much okay. much bigger. All right, but yeah, I was not, gonna say because just... you would think, I mean, you know, the the one thing about AAA games is everybody is like, holy crap, this game is so fucking short, you know, like, <laughs> it's it's only 10 hours, you know, and for an <laughs> indie game, like, oh my god, this thing is massive, it's 10 hours long. <laughs> it's yeah, it's yeah. different when when you're a small team building something versus a, a much larger team. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we're still, we're still we're still waiting for the for the AI that is capable of drawing proper pixel art. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about it. Um, I, you know, I, I'm still waiting for it to either take over jobs or, you know, or kill off all the artists or whatever, whatever <laughs> well, AI is supposed say, to do next. I would, I would say there's at least some certain uh, uh, art art areas which are uh, which which are already killed. So, like for sure. example, back, I mean, so this the stuff. So in the the, the job we're working at uh, currently, um, they're using a lot of mid-journey and that stuff, man, that mm. is wild. If you go for specific stuff, it's not not yet there, but if you yeah. just want a yeah. cool background, man, it's just like, right. here, 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 yeah, you yeah, yeah. here you go. And that's, I think that's, that's kind of wild. a perfect scenario for it, right? It's yeah. just, you know, you just need to slap an image in somewhere, um, looks good. Um, in the US, um, our copyright laws um, exclude any AI, um, art. Um, you can't copyright AI art. So that causes a lot of issues for companies that, you know, require their images and things like that to be copyrighted. Uh, so that cuts down a lot of the, uh, at least here in the U S you know, um, because basically if you make an image with AI, I can, I can use it. You know, you can't sue me. <laughs> um, but um, one of the one of the interesting things I've kind of considered is when I make when I do make a game, which I will make a game. Um, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm putting that out there right now. <laughs> I Let's will go. make a game. Let's go. Now it's um, official. Now it's official. <laughs> go go uh, with the re- go with the release date as well. So uh, so, so to pressure to pressure yourself a little more. um is um making my assets kind of freely available for other people to use and do whatever they want with basically um not putting a you know like shit you stole my art kind of thing on it you know if people if people want to use it they can use it um i mean I mean, let's say something something to always consider when when we talk about this kind of let's say AI technologies is that uh, that I mean, remember about Instagram? Like, what is it like by now? Ten years ago or something on these lines, when Instagram showed up. I mean, before that, um, a decent photographer was really worth his money or her money, right? In some mm-hmm. shape or form, you know, if you had a good camera and a good eye and you know, like, you know, a certain kind of feeling for lighting, 
man, yeah. people paid your money and it was really special to see a really good photo. And after Instagram, mm -hmm. like a few years later, nobody cared about Instagram. Everybody was deleting their, their, their photo folders or deleted their portfolios because it's not worth anything at all yeah. anymore because of the right. simple inflation of information. And I'm pretty yeah. sure the kind of same thing will happen with, uh, first of all, like, like AI art that, that you can't see this shit anymore, right? You don't care about because it's everywhere all the time and it's just that mm -hmm. there's no emotion attached to it no value right. at all and i'm pretty sure that this will happen massively to video games particularly when it comes to um i mean you can see it already when i say like this kind of cheap uh, cheap manga ish kind of games on steam where every day you mm -hmm. get 10 of them or i don't know similar similar very quickly put together games so yeah, yeah. i'd say yeah, yeah it, they will be much 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 faster to be created actually also by small teams but then Nobody will care because there are so many of them, right? You just basically create them like like uh, every day in your game, man. <laughs> so, yeah, so you know, yeah. so so we are still we're still advancing massively this kind of attention industry to the point mm -hmm. that people really need to figure out what do they put their attention to, right? How do they waste their life's time? Um, right. So yeah, um, I totally don't don't think that that the tools that we have right now will 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 have a massive effect on those who really try to. You know, like create something unique or at least something really emotional. Mm -hmm. um, but particularly everybody who's just trying to do something, right? Get it out and flood the market yeah. or some shit before because the markets will be flooded beyond belief. Right. Yeah, I definitely think the, uh, what, what is it? The cream rises to the top. Or uh -huh. something like that. Um, I, <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds wrong, but maybe. Wild rises on top. But uh, something rises to the top. So, you know, if you make something that's that's very, like, emotionally driven and, you know, has okay. has feeling to it, like, a, you know, it'll get it'll get noticed, hopefully. Um, a, corpse, a corpse in the water rises to the top as well. Yeah, see? Don't um, get confused. <laughs> corpses are emo an emotional thing? You know, this is very emotional, Richie, right? This is very emotionally <laughs> right. and uh, challenging, right, in some shape or form. Yeah. Um, have you guys been keeping track... Or watching the Unity stuff. That was fun. I was impressed. <laughs> I was. I was. I was totally impressed how how well thought out out this this how how insanely clever the Godot marketing team is. No, like, those guys are badass. <laughs> running, running, running such an such an insane marketing campaign uh, within three days, man! Impressive, absolutely impressive. With yeah. literally no marketing budget at all. <laughs> none, none, none at all. It's it's nuts. Um, have you ever have you ever dabbled around with Unity? Because I haven't, so I have yeah, no idea. Yeah, so I've pretty much played a little bit with just about every game engine or framework out there um, over the cool. course of a bunch of years. Um, so, like you know, I I tried Godot back, way back when you guys first started with it. Um, 1.4 maybe it was or something like that um, and uh, but yeah so but Unity always I just didn't like it and it partly maybe it was a cl clunky fucking interface um, and partly because there was just something about it that I just didn't trust <laughs> um, about, yeah, even back then, you know, there was, there was always something a little off for me personally. Um, so I just, I didn't get, I didn't dive too much into it. Um, and then, you know, coming up and then I've watched the changes, you know, I've always watched it. Um, so okay. then 
Isn't this like is this like one this of the like golden, the... golden rules of the internet? If things if things are free, don't go for them. You know, in some shape or form, right? They always feel like somehow yeah. shaky. You know, they, you know some... there are strings attached. Yeah. Right, unless it's open source or or has a very liberal license, um, yeah. which is one of the one of the things that I I don't like is that Default has taken so much flack for not having an open source license. Mm-hmm. Um, but the only thing it limits you to is packaging it and selling it. You know, like Godot, you could package it up and sell it as yours if you wanted to. Um, but when when King transitioned it to a its own um, foundation and basically separated from it, um, you know, they they re- the only thing they really required from the license is that it couldn't be packaged and sold. Mm-hmm. And so they they have a custom license. But it's based on, uh, is it GPL two or uh, um, something like that? I think. But um, uh, let me see real quick. Look it up. Are you, are you an open source? Are you an open source guy? Um, in what fashion? Don't know. You're running Linux, and uh, all you do is talk about open source stuff and running Linux. <laughs> Um, I, I use open source stuff. Um, you almost can't, um, get away from it when you, you know, you program and things like that. Um, (laughs) but yeah, it's, it's based on the Apache two license defaults licenses. Um, so you just can't package it and sell it, but everything else you can do. So it's, I find it weird that they get flack over not having an open source license. Um, cause you know, especially when all I do is talk about open source and, you know, use open source. <laughs> no, okay. That's, um, that was actually, that actually what, what was actually the, the main point of me uh, choosing choosing Godot because I wanted, yeah. I, at least I wanted something that runs on Linux by the time, and that's a long, long time ago. And yeah. the editor, and the editor was running on Linux, and mm-hmm. I mean, after playing around, I played. I think I played around with a couple of engines when I started that thing. But Godot instantly clicked. I felt so at home. It was so well done, yeah. even the first version. Although if you, look, yeah, if, you yeah. if you would look at it nowadays, it, it would be a bit outdated. But uh, mm. yeah, they are doing a marvelous job. And man, but you can They've see they've done fantastic. I think it's one of the. It's it's still one of the biggest growing growing projects on GitHub. So yeah, I guess mm-hmm. yeah, definitely yeah, it's huge. Right. I guess um, I guess they just oh. just got a shitload of funding over the late, over the last couple of weeks, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say the Unity marketing team has really um, helped them out a lot. <laughs> yeah, um, and actually, that's 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 one of the things too. Like, I've been using Linux on and off for a bunch of years. Um, I still have uh, Windows on one of my machines, but it's really just for games. Um, I can't. Uh, I don't use it for anything else. I don't use it for development or anything. Usually, I, you know, I use my desktop that I'm on now that. Um, it's really ridiculously old, but uh, runs Linux quite well. Um, so yeah, I've I've always I guess shied away from not paid software. Like I pay for software, but um, but I do try to support open source and and prefer it um, for the most part. Um, but yeah, uh, what about you guys? Open source completely. Uh, Linux driven, got, both of you. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's a twins, right? Hardcore. So, yeah, so you use the same version of Linux. 
Yeah, yeah, we also live in the same house and use the same we woman. Share, share girlfriends. <laughs> share girlfriend. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. When I first went to university many, many, many years ago, I, I had a flatmate and he was, he was one of these kind of very early... And he shared your girlfriend as well. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Stop it. Stop it, guys. No, he, he really got me into it. He really got me into kind of <coughs> Linux and everything in general. And I can mm. I can clearly say that like for for at least fifteen years by now I'm I'm a, I'm a full open source guy. I think I remember there was probably a time where 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 I probably must have been the only uh, the only one or maybe one of the, one of ten designers worldwide who used the uh, we used Linux and Inkscape and GIMP instead of uh, instead of mm. Apple, and that yeah. was really wild. By now, all these kind of things have catched up massively. I mean, there is barely oh, any reason massively. to go for open source, particularly if you you know yeah. you do it for the getting stuff done side of things. So mm. yeah, it's like never, yeah, never, I use, never um, had any kind of problems over the last couple of years. I use it Inkscape like tons. I use it tons. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I use it for website. Excuse me, website design. Um, I use it for um, so I didn't mention it, but I'm actually in the middle of a startup um, with two other developers. And um, so we're building a like small SaaS projects with Elixir. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so, you know, I do. What's the best about? Um, the, the first one we're doing is a uh, reminder app. Um, so I have a terrible time remembering like, when my streaming services are due or what streaming service I've signed up for and forgotten about. <laughs> so it'll actually text you when like a few days before it comes due. Um, mm -hmm. I ignore calendar a lot because there's so much crap on it, you know, family stuff. So um, a text, I text, I look at um, pretty exclusively. So Basically, is there this kind of premium version that if you don't respond to your text and you know, like a day later, some some guy arrives with a car and kind of baseball bat, that would be a cool premium upgrade. Oh yeah, cool. That's for reminding yeah. you. Yeah. The mafia. The mafia. This, reminder, is, the, you know? this is the only. Yeah. <laughs> you can start by, by someone calling you. Right. With a lovely, right. Lovely voice. Auto, an automated call the text. next. And if you still ignore that, then the guy with the baseball bat comes along. Baseball bat beats you over the head. Uh, I told you your shit was due. Damn it! <laughs> nah, that's cool, man. It's, it's not like a startup. Are you are you are you trying to you know like uh, build up like a like a like a little software company that is doing like mm -hmm. little software projects? Is that like? Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, we've discussed even making like some small games and stuff too. We just haven't really. Um, we've we have a lot of ideas. But yeah. you got to finish one before you <laughs> move to the next. Mm -hmm. um, so the most of the game dabbling I do is obviously any free time I have outside of that. But um, and of course the podcasts and stuff. But um, but yeah. What's your, um, what's, your, what's your playing? What's your playing lately? What am I playing lately? Um, Dead Space Three. <laughs> I'm almost done. Um, and you know, I really got pissed off at Dead Space. So I played the first three and the, the third one I played roughly when it came out, maybe a little bit after. Um, oh, okay. Sorry. Are you guys still there? Yeah. Yep. 
Okay. All right. It said I disconnected for a second. Um, so EA got really greedy and they separated the end of the game into a DLC. Oh boy. <laughs> I didn't even know this. I did not know this. I I played the game. I beat oh it. God. And then the main character is stuck on this fucking rock in the middle of space or something, maybe. I can't remember exactly, I think. It's and good. dude, it's getting was, to mobile mobile territory. You 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 get a game for free and then you play the first level and then it says, Oh dude, I'm not free. <laughs> I was infuriated. Please. Please. I was infuriated. And to this day, I haven't played it. So this is mad. A, a bunch of years later, almost ten years later, I'm like, because it came out in 2014. I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get the DLC. You know, I didn't even get the games. Like, I got, I think I got them on a humble bundle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, or I, I re-got them. I, I think I might have played it on on a console or something at, at that point. Um. But I didn't give any of the money to EA. I was like, fuck EA. You know, charity can have all my money. I'm taking your games. <laughs> so, like, okay, 10 years later, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll buy the DLC. Um, EA has, has since... They come out with a couple of good games um, where they didn't nickel and dime you. Those, those uh, Star Wars games are really good. I don't know if you guys have played those yet. No, no. Um, they're, they're great. Um you know, very story driven, of course, and and kind of keeping <clears throat> with the the original films, and not you know, mm-hmm. not Disney's <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so there's my um, there's my I hate Disney <laughs> for ruining Star Wars. <laughs> uh, what about oh, you guys? Oh. What are you playing? Oh, go ahead. Let's see. I didn't. Uh, what I'm playing, man. I finished a couple of smaller indie games. Nothing too fancy. I think the last, the last, the last, the last little thing I really enjoyed was Carry On. Did you play that? Mm-hmm. Metroidvania with this giant red bubble alien thingy which grows and grows, and you just munch munch humans and crawl through levels and get get stronger. Tentacles. It's it's pretty cool. Pretty cool indie game. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, that reminds me of a game. I wanted to start. I wanted to start a Subnautica. Next game, I probably will play. Oh, Subnautica. man, that's amazing, man! That's, that's never, never played that. Never played that. So, that is yeah, ridiculous. I, I dive into that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've I've played it. I haven't beat it yet, but um, I've played it played it a good bit. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I played um, it. I played it. I played it way too much, and eventually I realized, man, that I that I do have this kind of weird subconscious fear of dark, dark, deep waters. And the more mm-hmm. I played the game, I realized, God damn it, man, this was this was not just slightly gnawing on my bones, but it, but it, you know, like eventually I realized, man, after uh, after playing Subnautica for an hour, I was devastated. I was done, man. I couldn't do anything at all anymore. I was so it, it drained all the energy out of me. I was like, that is not why I play video games, man. I play video games to relax a little bit and regenerate yeah. in the evening. So yeah, no, but it, but it was, it's a really amazing game. Your brain was, was just flooded. This guy. That's like me with the first Dead Space. That That's game. Good. The first time I played the first Dead Space, that game scared the shit out of me, and I I was like, uh, I was completely overwhelmed by anxiety 
Mm-hmm. And I don't even think I beat it the first time I tried to play it. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it was that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I played yeah. I played Alien Isolation. Are you familiar with oh, that? That was good. That was really good. Yeah. I enjoyed that a lot. Another game that I beat, but caused yeah. me severe anxiety while playing it. Like, yeah. I... It, Whatever you know, it it worked like that was probably what they were going for, and it worked out well because I was you know terrified. I had yeah. to put it. Isolation was a really good horror game, <laughs> but now from 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 at least kind of the recent years, the the game that scared me by far the most was by was most definitely the Outer Wilds. Oh no, no Outer Wilds, just Outer Wilds. Did you play that? Outer Wilds. Outer Wilds. Yeah. With where you have to, where we are traveling around in this universe, it's probably probably the best game ever released. So it's it's whoa whoa whoa, whoa oh, man. by far man by far. Yeah, I, can, I cannot remember. I cannot I cannot think of a better game. It's just like it's the it's from from a perspective what a game is supposed to do. I cannot think of a better one. Mm. And and right, fair enough. there are these 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 giant angler fishes. But yeah, if you haven't if you haven't played it, uh, I will not spoil anything. So that is, I w- I would say it's the if you if you are going to play only one video game in your lifetime, go for that one. Okay, I'll that, check that, that one I, out. I, I, what would you say? What What would you guys say? What's 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 the one mm. game that if you are alive for only only one week? What should you play? The longest journey. What was that? <laughs> It's, it's a childhood. Memory. It's a child. It's a probably childhood memory for you. No, no. I played it. I played it quite, quite late. You know, somewhere in my twenties. The longest journey is, is like basically like a, like a, like a, just like a click adventure. It's not really even special, but you know, I have no idea why this game. This game was such a journey. I played it a couple of times, and it was like one of these kind of things that, uh, that even today, you know, I was always juggling with uh, the longest journey in Final Fantasy VII. You know, these kind of massive mm-hmm. stories that just threw me in. I have to give Richie credit for for uh, picking out a wise because. If you if you look at game design through like a let's say like a technical lens, um, through you know the right amount of story, the right amount of uh, of physics, uh, the right amount of puzzles, you know the right <clears throat> amount of emotions, whatever, then I have to agree. Otherwise, it's like this kind of perfect jam. You know, it it almost mm-hmm. nails everything. But it's not one of these kind of games where I'd say I will remember that in 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 a dozen years because in the end, what resonates mm-hmm. particularly with a character like me is a story, not the implementation yeah, or something like that right you know we are yeah. at least i i consider myself massively like a story driven creature and my whole life is just one story so i'm tying connecting massively with stories as well but you know through the kind of technical lens i totally have to give richie the outer wilds it's like it, it's perfect in every uh, it checks off every box perfectly totally mm-hmm. totally down but yeah final fantasy 7 and uh, and uh, and uh, the longest journey would be my my best games yeah and then probably followed mm-hmm. by some mix between Metroid and Zelda games. Um, yeah, yeah. Those might oh, be. did you guys play Ghost Song? No. Wait, wait. So, but it rings a bell. Ghost Song. It totally rings a bell, but I can't. can't uh, yeah, we did. I did. Yes. Yeah, it's this kind of let's say Metroid clone. Yeah, with this kind of organic kind of mm, yeah. kind of look to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was pretty. That was pretty mm-hmm. good. That was really good. That was like an, an, I didn't, I didn't play one this. of the better Metroid homages. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's, um, when it comes to gaming over the last couple of months, I think I think I, I got more and more sick and bored of all the kind of big games that I, nothing really really took me. And I think the last one that I played was Dark Souls Three because I I had skipped uh-huh. on that for all the kind of years, and eventually I I just I just got it. And I got through it for the most part. I think I had like the kind of last three bosses or something on that left, 
And then I realized, man, I, I, I just not, I'm just not interested in the grind anymore. And that's absolutely true for all the kind of games, you know, like, like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm too old, you know, I don't, I don't want to have like, uh, like, like 30 attempts for, for, you know, every second mm. boss or something like that. That is just, that feels like yeah. a waste of time. Right. And then I eventually decided, you know, I probably, I, I, I probably eyeing for, for Steam Deck sometimes later this year. Mm. And then I was like, man, before, before I put my switch away, because I've been, gaming on the switch for the last three years i was like man, oh, yeah, I'm, getting, nice. I'm getting this kind of uh, nintendo um um what is it like this kind of nintendo special special account thingy and then you can mm -hmm. play all the kind of old games and oh that's yeah what I've yeah, yeah. For, the last, yeah. for the last four weeks so i've basically been grinding through almost every mario game every zelda game and almost every <laughs> Metroid game for the last few weeks and it's a freaking blast but now i've reached the kind of kind of secret of mana kind of mm -hmm. kind of uh, nostalgia Kind of level, yeah, and yeah. of course, I also get a little bit of let's say nostalgia fatigue at that point. Uh, sure. So I won't be doing it for long. But you know, like the last four weeks when it comes to gaming, which is amazing, man. You know, like 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 having Mario, Mario two and three, and then what is it like Yoshi? What is it like Mario? What Yoshi's two? Island? It's Yoshi's Island. You know, like it's ridiculous the amount of creativity that these kind of people have been putting in these games. It's mind boggling, man. It's mind boggling. You just have your every level has five new cool ideas. It's like how did how, yeah, what did yeah. they do with their brains? Probably they, they they ate a lot of mushrooms because that, that that's the only answer here <laughs> I have. But uh, yeah, man. yeah, for, for game, you know, for game, Mario is a fucking inspiring. Drug addict. <laughs> <laughs> are you guys are you guys looking for are you guys looking forward to 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 the new Mario game Mario what's a Mario Wonders? Yeah, 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 for sure. It yeah, looks really it looks cool. Nice. It looks really, Wait, which, really good. Which one is it? It's called Mario Mario, Mario, Super Mario Bros. Wonders, something like that. Not really sure. Wonders. Mm, I didn't realize there was another Mario game coming out. And it, it, it it's I probably haven't been 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 hyped for a game for for a rather long time, but that one really ticks my boxes. It looks so freakishly yeah. good. Oh, Mario Brothers Wonder. I yeah. hadn't heard of that. But now I guess. Uh... I'm just have just to check it. the trailer. Just check the trailer. <laughs> it's, it's, again, it's again one of those things where where the amount of creativity and ideas and every shot is like overwhelmingly cool. Wow. And still, and still yeah. isn't there this isn't there this kind of thing settling in the gaming industry at least for the most part that that to a certain extent you always just have the feeling that everything starts to just be a copy of a copy of a copy. Mm -hmm. I mean, because that's at least what I'm what I'm getting at least in the kind of in the kind of big picture. That uh, that even though Mario Wonder looks amazing, man, and I definitely want to play it, man. It's just like, yeah, it's 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 another Mario game, and that's really cool. That's what I want for Mario, right? But it's just like, right. when yeah, when was the last time that you picked up a game and you're like, man, I just really tapped into a completely new kind of emotion, like a completely yeah. new kind of experience, something that 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 is really fresh in some shape or form. I mean, yeah, maybe maybe that maybe that that would be like a tie back to to um, to Resolution Two because I think we still have a have an idea what we want it to be, but. To this point, I'm waiting for a game that is really catching, um, catching this kind of vibe, so we get a better kind of inspiration because we're feeling quite a bit lost. Of, of we know what we want to do, but we have no idea how to do it, and it's like a combination of an, of a, let's say like a, like a, like a real living world where you know, like you're not like just going from script to script. You know, like the whole world is living and interacting, like let's say similar to Rain World, but then have it like like combined with like let's say like Zelda like kind of rhythm something on these lines that's what we want one resolution to our children resolution as a working title to be and man I'm, I'm i'm waiting for some kind of game that gives us the right kind of hints you know the kind of right kind of ideas this this would be this would be the way to do it 
tell you, man, I've been dabbling, I've been dabbling with this guy a bit. You know, what are what are the last couple of games that you were like, really, man, this was really this was really a rich thing. I'm I'm really happy that I that I played this. This kind of opened a new door in my brain. Yeah, that um, it seems like that doesn't happen too often anymore, unless you're playing like a. At least for me, if I'm playing something really story driven, mm -hmm. and I'm like, oh, that you know, and I'll write down some ideas, like it'll just mm -hmm. generate, you know. Um, but those games are kind of, I don't want to say they're few and far between, but I tend to find a lot more of that lately with like indie driven games. Mm -hmm. Um. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of AAA stuff that comes out anymore that really sparks my inner muse, I guess. Oh yeah, um, oh yeah, man. What, what do we have? Like, like, is it like uh, Uncharted Seven, Gears of War Thirty Eight? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Like... Oh, they just, they just, it's they're as bad as the movie industry. Like, they just keep yeah. rehashing the same yeah. shit over and over. Yeah. And I don't, I don't mind if a game ends. You know, if a series ends, if it's got a good, you know, a good solid ending, then just end it. You know, it doesn't yeah, have to yeah. go on for years, you know. Um, yeah. There's a there's a show on Amazon called The Expanse. I don't know if you've heard of it. Um, yeah, I heard of it, but I haven't seen okay. it. Okay, so it's based... I've watched most of it. Oh, okay. It's, it's based first, on a series... Okay. Yeah, it's based, it's based on a series of novels. Um, the... The, the show covers the first six books, which is kind of an arc because um, the book after six jumps like 30 years into the future. Um, so, you know, the, the show doesn't have to go any further, but everybody's like, oh, where's season seven? Well, it doesn't need a season seven, you know, for a show. Uh, I mean, aside from the fact that the actors haven't aged 30 years yet. <laughs> <laughs> to, to pick up the plot um you know it's it's got a good arc it ends um the same with uh, battlestar galactica i don't know if you if you guys watch that the the uh oh the, yeah the, 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 wait, the, the original the original one or the remake the remake yeah that um, was amazing i, I love the remake yeah one. yeah it was amazing i mean it still holds up um but it had a great a really great ending um mm -hmm. the ending was kind yeah. of like Mind blowing a little bit. Yes, yes, um, yes, I won't give it away. Yeah, 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 yeah. They tied it up great. Um, it didn't need any more than that, you know. It was, um, they it covered the arc and it was done. Um, but um, but yeah, companies just seem like they want to just grind a thing into the ground, you know, just squeeze every last penny out of you know an IP, and it it ruins it a lot of times. Yeah, there have been a couple of couple of TV shows uh, over the last couple of years where you had the kind of feeling that, man, they really they really had a really cool ending, like a really cool cut after, let's say, season two or season three or whatever that might be. And then, you know, like, they were just going too well and they put on more and more and more. And I can totally understand it, you know, like, like if things are yeah. going well, you really want to write the train. But from an artistic right, right. point of view... Um, yeah, it's like it's like maybe maybe that's also why, why it's really why it's a really interesting approach to um or like an idea to approach an art project either through the lens of will it make me will it make enough money to you know like at least break even, um or yeah. is this just for me and the kind of story side of things right, mm -hmm. and I guess you really have to dabble with this idea and I mean it seems that today everything has to be has to be around this kind of kind of capitalistic idea that that whatever you put out needs to make at least the money that you have put in. If not, it's not mm. worth anything. But that's absolutely not true in the end, yeah. right? So, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 
at least for us, I could, man, the amount of cool people that we met along the kind of journey and the, and the, and the interesting and the little adventures within our games, outside of our games, all these kind of interactions. I mean, we have a bunch of people on our, on our Discord who are putting up this amazing art. I mean, it's just like, mm -hmm. like they got inspired by two weirdos trying their hands on the first video game <laughs> inspired by someone else. And though this kind of, yeah. this kind of generational story keeps going and keeps going and keeps going. I mean, it's the same thing probably um, with, with, you, with your kids and the family, right? It's just like, you don't have to finish the house. I mean, it's obviously cool if there's a roof on it, right? But if you're not able right, to finish right. it, someone else will finish it. And I think if we approach yeah. stories similarly, yeah. you know, we have no idea what kind of cool things come out of it, right? I mean, mm -hmm. something that might start as like a really cheap thing in your generation might be the biggest blockbuster, whatever kind of financial phenomena, like like a generation later, maybe. Right. I mean, right. wasn't that the kind of, kind of story that no, it was. I think. I think the Lord of the Rings was pretty successful. Was really successful during mm -hmm. Tolkien's lifetime. Also, I think Dune, like Frank Herbert's, like like massive yeah. sci-fi thing, yeah, was yeah. really successful during his lifetime. But I mean, there are mm -hmm. probably some examples of, of 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 writers or let's say artists in general that created something in their lifetime that was not successful at all, but later blew up massively, right? In some kind of sure, other generation picked it up. And um, I think that's that's a that's a very um, satisfying satisfying way. Um, to approach, you know, art or creativity in general or creating stuff right. in general. Yeah, there's been a couple of writers. Um, uh, Robert Jordan, who did the Wheel of Time series, mm -hmm. um, but he cool. didn't finish it because he died. Mm -hmm. oh, um, yeah. But he had, out, he had outlined the last story. Mm -hmm. And so they brought in uh, uh, Brandon Sanderson, who's a phenomenal mm -hmm. writer on his own, um, to finish him. Mm -hmm. And I guess he did a really good job. I haven't read I haven't read those those ones yet, but um, but, um but Lovecraft, Lovecraft would be an example. Lovecraft, I think he didn't make a penny in his lifetime, but you know he's this kind of crazy influence today. You know, like like if you do right, horror, yeah. you're Lovecraft, right? I mean, he's this kind of yeah. that's like yeah. And they, yeah, they, they, they are like they are like if you read these kind of stories today, they are weird and they are written really mm -hmm. weird, but they yeah. to a certain extent totally hold up or might even work better today than they did in the past culturally mm -hmm. i guess um so yeah that's that, that would be an example of you know like like generational taking over humanity yeah. taking over things oh yeah 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 and even like like science fiction i don't know if you noticed if you've read any old old science fiction but it's it's very it it, it reads kind of strange sometimes because mm -hmm. um because they didn't have any kind of frame of reference you know mm -hmm. they're just making shit up as they went along, you know, uh, they might have a box, you know, that, that they talked into or something, you know, and we're just like, Oh yeah. You know, a terminal or a, a you know, some sort of whatever. Um, I mean, what, what do you think? Do you think, do you think like in 50 or hundred, hundred years from now, um, um, life on earth would look like, like the kind of projections that some, some science fiction movies give us or some kind of stories, because I think, I think it won't, you know, like we project, you know, that everything is a very linear progression, you know, that mm -hmm. future things are all the same, just a little bit different, but I think it's not yeah. this kind of case. Either we go like extra, uh, what is it like, um, extrapolation or not extrapolation. Uh, well, it's either, either we, you know, either we, we, we bounce up massively, you know, with the kind of massive right. spike, or we also like could, mm -hmm. could totally drop, right? I could mean, maybe totally drop. Yeah. Maybe, we don't really have maybe, a, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I think it maybe a little bit of both, really. Like, <laughs> I, I would say, I would say, as far as as far as technology goes, um, I'd say the Expanse show 
uh, comes or the the books come pretty close um, mm-hmm. to how it might be. Um, you know, maybe colonizing the moon, maybe Mars. Um, but I mean, you're, I don't think we're talking in this lifetime. I'm thinking, you know, a few hundred years from now. At, well, at best do, case. do you think? Do you think as a kid, as a kid, you have been uh, you have been thought about uh, having a, like a like a video call with perfect sound uh, with two German dudes that you met uh, over the internet? <laughs> video game? Yeah. Probably not. Yeah, yeah, no, probably not. No, definitely not. Um, I can you know, I can see. I can see I can see massively both directions. I mean I mean on one hand we have this kind of um, massive data data hawking and uh, future uh, future calculating side of society which you could call like technocracy and you know then all mm-hmm. these kind of dystopian dystopian elements to it like world governments and whatnot madness. And on the other hand you have this kind of massive massive nature um, nature seeking kind of movements that you know like go back mm-hmm. to some kind of root whatever that might be you know like might be let's right. go back 100 years maybe let's go yeah. back 2000 years it's like it's mm-hmm. like all these kind of things that they are clashing at the moment and it seems that right. that way too many way too many narratives try to be the one and barely mm-hmm. anybody can can uh, can you know like like see see a future where these kind of two narratives work together instead of control be, you know, be the only thing right and I mean, right. maybe that's maybe that's also part of this kind of um, probably like two thousand year old uh, um, control narrative. You know, like might be even mm-hmm. older than two thousand years, but you know, could sure. at least be traced back to the Roman Empire, where you know everything had to be done like the Romans do. Right? That was that yeah, was yeah. That's idea. that's actually and coming back if you watch Twitter. Metrics, you know, like like roads had to be exactly <laughs> the same size, and you know, like yeah. uh, uh, like this weight had to be exactly that kind of. Uh, that number attached to it and so on and mm-hmm. so on and you know could be you know could also be total end of this kind of this kind of worldview within within our lifetimes i guess so yeah man I'm... it's go ahead oh sorry um it's uh yeah it's getting really popular on twitter for everybody to be like contemplating roman emperors like who's your favorite roman emperor <laughs> really or... i'm like yeah that's so bizarre you know what is your favorite Roman Empire? Uh, no, 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 Roman Roman Emperor. I don't. I mean, Aurelius. He's the only one. Like you know, he, uh, Stoicism. Like that's that's the only guy that matters. How many, how many do you know? I only know two. That's pretty much it. Um, there might be. I could probably name some other ones if I really thought hard about it. But but I don't really contemplate the Roman Empire much. Great now the German great. Empire. No, oh yeah, I don't know. Oh, yeah, that, 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 that's another story. <laughs> uh, so, like, what was your kind of experience using Godot, building building a game? Tell me a little bit about um, just the experience of using Godot. I've, I've seen a lot of stuff, and I, I read, you know, tweet threads, and everybody's kind of – the C-sharp people are like, oh, it's not ready for games, you know? It's, it's not ready for 3D or – I don't know. What do, you, what do you guys think about all that stuff? Man, I don't know. From the from the from the get go, everything felt felt just felt totally right. At least for me, it was just like the 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 way how how the the, the code and the the editor play play with each other is just right. It's like you build stuff together with the editor, but you create all the complex stuff with the code. There's no weird like block building toolkit or like like how do you how do you call these things where you what, just where you click blocks together that run code stuff like that but you, you can oh, yeah. actually, actually 
yeah, visual scripting stuff, nothing weird like that. So for me, it was just like perfect. GDScript looks like Python and I love Python way more than all the, all the curly bracket languages, these kind of things. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, 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 didn't, we, did, we didn't build a 3D game or we didn't build 3D games at all. So we just uh, worked with the, with the 2D stuff. Uh, so I cannot say how, how, what's, what's the performance side of things. Mm-hmm. But, but, but then again, everything is just like so well thought out. You get all the tools you need. It's, it's not super high level. You still have to know what you're doing, but it's high level enough so you don't have to bother with the with the with the super low level stuff. So it's I, I'm I'm just a huge fan, a huge proponent of the of the whole engine and the and the and the people working on it. So we've we've got to to to, to know some of them uh, along the along the ride. And in uh, in beginning of 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 November, there's the the next Godot con is in, in Munich, which is kind of cool. Mm. So it's Kind of around the corner from kind of close, we yeah. So we so we go there and meet meet some of the dudes in, in in person, which will probably be 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 a blast. And and especially now since 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 that Godot has got such a huge yeah huge huge marketing boost uh, from their marketing uh, <laughs> department. Um, so yeah, man, I couldn't. I couldn't Thank I couldn't, you, I couldn't, Unity. I, couldn't, <laughs> I totally couldn't couldn't be happier with the whole thing. It's and and even man, even the. Even the UI toolkit that Godot uses is insanely good. It took me it took me a couple of uh, quite a while to to get to wrap my hand around it. But in mm-hmm. our for the in the in the current in the company we are working at uh, currently, we are more or less building a an, a UI a super heavy UI driven app with Godot, and it's insane oh. how good. Oh how shit! Good the you guys are actually is. using that on a job. Yeah, is we are we are more or less building. So we can we can we can tease it a little bit. It's a it's a it's some sort of mixture between social media app and um, and and card playing game. It and it runs on mobile, so it runs on Android and iOS. And more or less, the whole thing the whole thing is built with Godot's control nodes. And man, it's so good! It's so good, man. The system, <laughs> yeah, man. Godot is just the way to go. Even That's, even for sounds amazing. For like kind of natively looking apps, which have a lot of lists, because yeah, that's what mobile that's what mobile apps are uh, basically. It's just like lists, <laughs> yeah, lists, yeah, yeah, lists yeah, basically of just lists of lists, yeah. lists and, of more lists. And even and the whole the whole Godot framework works so flawlessly for that kind of stuff. So it's it's really cool. Just a big shout out to whoever does that. Who who big shout out to the guy who who keeps all the developers in check to keep it still <laughs> to have it to have to have the whole engine be so lean and still so powerful yeah man that's really that's that's really impressive i mean the whole engine is what is it is it is it like 30 megabytes or even, or maybe 50 it's just like it's yeah, tiny it's tiny yeah, it's super tiny, tiny. Yeah. yeah oh yeah guys right on nice cool well i will let you guys go we're at um, about an hour and thirty five minutes, which you know, it's about average for my podcast. Come on, we we fill it. We fill <laughs> it. Keep we going. Fill it we fill I'm, it. I'm good for another minute trash talk, man. We're I'm good for out. another. Th- I'm good for another thirty minutes at least. <laughs> no, man, we can we we can we can we can, uh, we can end it here. I mean, you know, like like uh, I, I could totally I could totally hop on Richie's shout out to uh, to Godot and the kind of Godot in general because in in the end, I mean, I mean, I'm I, I do have 
a bit of experience when it comes to uh, developing and coding in general, but barely compared to Richie. And my, I think my last line of code is uh, at least seven years, <coughs> seven years old or something like that. But I must mm. also say like that, Richie explained at the beginning, I was like, why, why, do, why do you want to use the engine? What should I do in the engine? And he said, imagine, imagine it being, uh, I don't know, uh, Photoshop or GIMP. Basically, you have shitloads of little graphics on a layer. And then what I do is that you paint all these kind of graphics on the layer and I just attach little scripts to each graphic, how it interacts with everything else on the layer. That's like, mm. well, for a graphic designer, that is the perfect introduction of video game development, right? Because in the yeah. end, you just build this kind of massive canvas and then you separate all these individual parts. What should move where and when and how and you know what are the rules of how these kind of things are moving into, into, you know, into or outside of each other. And, mm-hmm. uh, and you know that was like that was like perfect. And I was actually able at the end of resolution, I was able not to just you know like put in my assets myself and you know draw all these kind of things, but also to the point where I was able to animate my animate my own my own objects and and at least dabble a little bit with the scripts. You know, I was never able to put together the big picture, but I was always able to jump in and tinker with every little detail as a graphic designer in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is like also like for an engine like that, that is like a big big big. Um, big plus right that you know everybody yeah. somehow jump in and more or less do their shit i mean even i remember even our sound designer um used the engine and jumped in and actually put his own sounds and into the engine you know like with all the hooks and and, and grannies and i mean for like an engine like that that's amazing that all the kind of people on the team that you need to build such a project can at least to a certain extent hop in and put their own their own bits and pieces through the big project that something absolutely done, yeah. yeah absolutely fantastic <laughs> All right, so so what do so so what did so what did we manage to accomplish today? So we 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 did a shout out to Kudo, we did a shout out to Gareth Wolf. Andrew uh, Andrews uh, announced his uh, his his first uh, full video game release. Um, we gave we gave a shout out to uh, to the greatest marketing team of all time, Unity. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Way to go, Unity. Way to go. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, hey man, how, how about that? I wanna, I wanna have a shout out to. I started to draw comics, and I have no idea. I've never drawn comics, but I got a little bit, uh, a little bit crazy about continuing the kind of story of resolution. So man, I just got into, I got into drawing comics lately, and uh, hopefully some people uh, jump on the Discord server or check it out and uh, tell me. Yeah, if I want to see. Good way to continue, or if it really sucks, man. Man, you jump in. I just uploaded the the first, the first four pages, and I'm continuing in those. How uh, badass! Like, I but also, 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 there was another. Opponented, if people see that the kind of story continues, they will probably or hopefully be up Richie's ass that we if he finally starts creating resolution two, right? So here, everybody, <laughs> go and bother Richie because you all want resolution two. I want resolution two, but he's the he's the bottleneck. So you bother oh, him. Oh, you're the bottleneck. Send him, send him, send him <laughs> money, laugh, and cars with people at baseball bats. <laughs> Uh, yeah, maybe maybe get you get you get your get your app done finished first, uh, Andrew, so I can use it to 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 kick my ass. Forever, <laughs> no. the the only nag you'll ever need. So no, 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 Andrews, no, Andrews is the bottleneck. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he just slowed that off of me. You see that? Uh, all right, great, great time, guys. Thanks, 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 thanks for much. coming on. I appreciate it. It's a lot yeah, of fun. Thanks, thanks for See you around. Yep. We, we, keep, we keep connected. See you guys. Bye. Yep. Thanks for listening to this episode of Citizen Coder Podcast. You can find links to anything we covered in the show notes. 
If you'd like to sponsor the show, you can reach out to me at info at citizencodercast.com or hit me up on Twitter or LinkedIn. Thanks, and as always, I'll see you next time.